what is Paul referring to here? Uh, because if it's important that he's uh, disseminating this information to the New Testament church, then we are a New Testament church in essence, and we want to learn uh, how to pray. I do want to say this, that evangelist, theologian, Marvin Lloyd-Jones has really helped shape some of my thoughts that I'm going to be sharing tonight. And I wanted to acknowledge that in some of his sermons. First of all, what praying in the Spirit is not. What praying in the Spirit is not. Well, it's not praying in the flesh. Now you might ask, well, what does it mean to pray in the flesh? Well, uh, praying in the flesh puts a lot of weight, responsibility on our human ability to pray. it smacks of making sure we're doctrinally correct with every little thing that we say in a prayer. Uh, We think about what the right volume might be when we pray or what's the right emotion, uh, the cadence that we pray in. Are we praying proper? Um, It's trying to carry the prayer forward with our own merits. As if, if I do it right, then there's a better chance of God responding to my prayer in a way that would would, uh, benefit me. If I get this right, if I pray in the right way. Praying in the Spirit is not forced prayer. It's not long prayers. Jesus addresses this in Matthew 6, verse 7 part of his Sermon on the Mount. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And so these are some components of of what praying in the Spirit is not. But what is then uh, praying in the Spirit? What is that about? How should we Uh, move forward as people that want to pray in the Spirit, not in the flesh. Uh, First of all, it's relying on the Holy Spirit to carry our prayers forward. The Holy Spirit does the heavy lifting on our prayers. We do not have to labor in, in our prayers. They're not forced. They are carried forward to the Father by the Holy Spirit. It's the proverbial Uh, Moving the ball forward, that's what the Holy Spirit does with our prayers. The Holy Spirit adds life to our prayers. I don't know if you've ever sensed that there was death in a prayer. Maybe you've experienced this. I know I have in my prayer life at times that that seem to be dormant, lacking life. And uh, what the Holy Spirit does, it energizes it. It adds life to our prayers. It sometimes, the Holy Spirit sometimes manifests in such a way that even when we do not know how to pray, the Holy Spirit comes through for us. What does that look like? What does that mean? Well, it says here in Romans 8, verses 26 and 27, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I know for me in 2020, 
I've never had so many moments in my life when I've said I've had no words. Indescribable. I can't put into words what I'm going through, what our community of faith is going through, what our nation is going through. I don't have to list the things in my life. I think they're rather obvious for all of us in terms of globally, nationally, also in our faith community. No words. So what do we do when we don't have words? We rely on the Holy Spirit to pray through us, to offer moans for us, to intercede for us to the Father, to carry our emotion, our experience, our situation, where we lack the, the words to say. And it's like the Holy Spirit reaches into our heart and carries it lovingly to the Father. The Father. Praying in the Spirit is praying with freedom. Not restrictions, not bound up, but freely. 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When we pray, there should be a freedom about it, a liberty about it, that, uh, that we are free to run with what is in our heart to share to God as we pray. I'd like to just conclude this second point before we wrap it up with our third and move into the time of prayer. An analogy of what the difference in praying in the flesh and praying in the spirit. The praying in the flesh is like riding your bike uphill. We're talking about strain. We're talking about stress. We're talking about every motion is there's labor in it. That's what praying in the flesh is like. But the converse of that is that praying in the spirit is like riding your bike downhill. I love to ride my bike downhill. I like the energy. I like the momentum. I like how it's effortless. It's like the wind is at your back and you're just going down uh, in a way that's very effortless. That's what praying in the spirit is like. Third, how do we then pray in the spirit? I think, first of all, we confess our inability to pray like we ought. We confess our weakness in the frequency of our prayer life. And we confess in um, our lack of faith at times. We, there should be confession if we are to pray in the Spirit. That we admit we do not know how to pray, but we know the Father is good. We know that the Father is for us. And we know that the Holy Spirit will represent our life to the Father. All because all of this because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And so confession is part of praying in the Spirit. Second, to enjoy living communion with God. To enjoy speaking to and listening to conversations with God. Now, this goes against ritualistic prayers dry prayers prayers with lack of a lack of faith fervency um 
when I have coffee with someone and I look forward to those days again, not a virtual cup of coffee, but a real cup of coffee across the table from someone, I want it to be an enjoyable experience. I want it to be uh, intimate and personal and engaging and that there's a joy to that. And that's what prayer should be. Also, third and, and finally, that we would not only confess and joy, but plead the promises of God with boldness, with confidence. You know, we're invited to do this in the New Testament, to uh, make our requests known with thanksgiving, but also with boldness to the Lord. You know, God is sovereign, but uh, praying in the Spirit involves expressing our requests humbly before him with confidence. And remember, there's no magic words. Uh, there's no formulas. Uh, this is not on us. Rather, it's on the Holy Spirit as we pray. So with confident faith, as we plead the promises of God, sometimes I think it's okay to say, Lord, you said in your word that uh, if I would do this, that you would uh, in kind, you would respond this way. And I want to hold you to your word. I love you. You're sovereign. I, I, I say this with all respect, but you said in your word. And that's the kind of pleading the promises of God, sovereign God, that is appropriate for us as the children of God and people of the word of God. And so with confidence, we pray to God, God, I know you've got this. And to confess and joy and plead the promises of God.